0: and welcome to another broadcast of Revive Us Now. I am your host, Steve Gray, and I've got two Franks with me today, both of them named Frank, and we're going to talk to them about revival, about the condition of our country, of our church. But right now I want to tell you we're going to talk about is there another Jesus. Some people are talking like there's another Jesus, and Paul talked about it in the Bible in 2 Corinthians 11. He said some are preaching another Jesus, the a different Jesus than the one Paul preached, and I'm concerned about it, that there's another Jesus being preached today, even though There isn't another Jesus, but is one being preached today? I think it might be true. A different Jesus than the one Paul is preaching. Now, let me tell you something. The people that are preaching it are not sinful people. They're not bad people. They're not heretics. I don't want you to go out and think that I'm saying these are all bad people and they're bad churches. They're good churches. And you know what? They're good people. They're sincere, in my opinion. There are a lot of sincere, good, great preachers really trying to help people it's that they just in themselves have not heard the gospel the true Jesus preached to them mm-hmm. they're only preaching what our culture has taught them because they grew up in humanism the meism. it's all about me self-centeredness take care of yourself and so not knowing any better it's sort of in, in fact it's almost it's uh, it's almost sigmund freud more than jesus christ just group all about me it's it's not my fault it's i got to blame somebody all these kinds of things and 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 so sincere people go in and they think well i'm going to help people i want to help people so i'll just help them understand themselves and so rather than understand jesus we start talking about understanding ourselves and so we preach it and preach it and 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 preach it, and it becomes another Jesus, not the one that was that Paul preached. And I call it, guys, I call it a, the commercialized Jesus right. because yeah, yeah. It, it's, it sells, it, it attracts. People like to talk about their favorite subject to themselves. And, and it's a, the popular Jesus, but like I said, it's not really the one uh, that Jesus preaches. We know Jesus, he, he talked about himself and said, I am. And I'm the only way, and I, I mentioned to uh, you, Frank, I think it was yesterday when we were visiting yeah. a little bit, and, uh, and uh, you know, Jesus, when he talked, he basically talked about himself and said, I, I'm it, follow me, because I'm, I'm the way. I'm, I, it's all about him, and yet today's preaching is all about us. Yeah. What do you, I mean, now, Frank, you travel all over the country, have for years. I've known this, this Frank for over 30 years, and you're traveling all over the country, uh, what do you see, and what's your concerns? I mean, there's good and bad. What do you see? Right.
1: Well, I think you know it, it's it's what you have been kind of laying out here for us, and that is, um, I said almost identical how you said, but maybe from a little different angle, that that the American gospel now has become really man-centered. Mm-hmm. It's it's man-centered, need-oriented, and entertainment-based. Yeah. And if you look at at a lot of uh, a lot of the ministries, that's how they have built their church, especially on the man-centered, uh, need-oriented, and uh, 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 entertainment-based. Uh, they uh, they're not uh, they're not into. To preaching the gospel, the, the what Jesus preached. Yeah, he's, he did preach about himself. He did talk about himself. <laughs> but at the same time, he was the life. He was yes, the way. Yes. He was the truth. And uh, so I, I think that that has become a real big problem. And what that has produced, and as you say, it's it's not, we're not calling it, a, you know, sinners, but what we have done is we have, we, have, we have created a congregation, we have created a church that, that is all about being victims. Mm-hmm. And there is nothing about being victorious. We are a victim. And so uh, I, I cannot live victorious because it's, uh, I'm a victim and I am the way that I am because of what someone else has done to me or I didn't have this particular opportunity that somebody else had. And so it's kind of like what we see in the book of Revelation where um, their confession was that we are rich and increase with goods mm-hmm. and have need of nothing, and Jesus said, "No, no, 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 no. Uh-uh, that's not how I see it." He said, "You are wretched and poor and 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 naked," and uh, and that's kind of where we're at. And and what I what I feel about where he talks about being naked, it means they're still a baby; they haven't grown up yet. And we see a lot of that in the church today, and we really need a really Holy Ghost move of God where the fire of God falls. Revival is what our churches need, yeah. and and, and uh, uh, being around this kind of environment is what so many of our young ministers need in this hour.
0: Do you feel like some of the preaching today is okay as it starts out, like it's sort of like therapeutic it's a little bit of therapeutic and therapy, which is maybe okay when you start out. You mm-hmm. kind of figure out what went wrong in your life and kind of encourage it along. But somewhere, it needs to be transforming. Right? You've gotta,
1: right. You feel that that you, way? You can't. You can't live off of that. Yeah. You know. You can't. You can't. You know. The, the milk has to give way to something else. Yeah. And for us, for us, you know, it has to give way to, to the meat, which is the word of God, which really is what transforms and changes our, mm-hmm. our life. And that's what made Jesus different. You know, he could talk about yeah, he could talk about himself, but yet at the same time, uh, he he knew he knew what it meant for lives to be transformed and to be changed, and it's only transformed and changed by the word of God in the power of God. And so, if we can get away from this. Uh, uh, uh you know it's 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 everybody else's fault because I'm I'm where I am at if we could ever get off of that and we will you know we will i b- i believe that we will we're going to see a revival we're going to see a move of god i'm really convinced that cuz there are those churches that are that are hungry for yeah. god they're desperate for god like we were years ago
0: yeah you know yeah i think and my hope is that people get tired of talking about themselves and get tired of they're all talking about their feelings a little bit and realize I'm not changing. I'm just continually going circles. Yeah. And you know that I've said before, the, the self is never satisfied. Right. You know, if you if you get on yourself and talk about yourself, you never get enough of yourself. Right. You just can. It just goes and goes and goes. And you know, uh, probably you know the the hardest thing if, you know, that I found as as a preacher over the years of when. You get maybe criticized or people say, is that really Jesus? Oh, that doesn't sound like love to me. But right in this same passage, Paul said, I am concerned that just as Eve was deceived by the serpent that you, and he's talking to the church folks here, he says that you will be led astray from a pure and sincere devotion to Christ. And that's where you cross that line is where, in my opinion, is where you stop talking about yourself And you stop talking about, come on, just try a little harder, uh, go a little farther, and you go to, it's time to be devoted to this man, Jesus Christ. And all of a sudden, you go, what? I, I didn't... I didn't come to church to be devoted to another person. I came to be devoted to me. Right. I came to hear about me. I heard, I just came to be encouraged about me. And all of a sudden, like, is this really, is this Jesus? Well, it is, because that's what this Bible is about. Eventually, it's got to turn to the I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. I yes. am the gate. Yes. I am the door. Right. I am the, you know, I am. I am. And that's what we're trying to say, and not like i said not to be critical and like i said i i would love some of the the preachers that are around that are sincerely preaching sincerely seeking to just get this simple message they need to have the same thing They need to just experience the man, Jesus Christ, and just start turning this thing, realizing the same thing. Okay, it's good, new believers, it's good, but start turning this thing uh, towards the man, Jesus, and they need to have revival too.
1: And it can happen. Yeah. Well, we believe it. it. We know it It can can happen,
0: happen. and just a hunger for the man, Jesus, for the presence of God, for the glory of God. Well, down at the end, I got another, Frank, and (laughs) maybe we'll start with your book, The Fire That Once Was, if you want to hold it up and... And uh, and I asked him, Frank de, de Petro. That's I wanted to say it right. The de Petro. I didn't say it right. I told him I was going to get it wrong. And you know how many years I've known this man. Yeah. De Petro. I... He said like two E's.
2: My wife still gets it wrong. De Petro. Well, that makes me
0: feel better. <laughs> <laughs> He's got the book, The Fire That, that once, once Was, wrong. and I read it when it first came out. And it's a I don't know. It's a chronicle book. Chronic. A, chronic, a chronicle of 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 revivals. Right? right is that Pers- the best way to say it personal
2: revival and corporate revival and uh it's it's sta- many of the folks now that have uh, are in the publishing field have called it a revival classic now yeah no, so that's revival yeah and uh,
0: people have picked up on it you can get that on amazon.com and you should if you're hungry for revival and you want to know about revivals uh in the past and just understanding revivals uh you should get it i've i've read parts of it and it's very inspiring and uh, you know, in the early days of before we had ever experienced revivals like the Smith and Mm Outpouring or others, I would take accounts of revival and just read them to our congregation just to get the hunger going. And that's a great, great book for that. Well, today, as we see uh, our country, you know, I watched some of the news today and they were talking about how many people were shot. I won't say which city, how many people were shot in one city. Crime is up and uh, and uh, the concerned about immigration and crime and uh, COVID and mm-hmm. just all kinds, this is full of stuff and where's the country going, what's gonna happen and all that. And it could get pretty discouraging that things are looking pretty bad. And then, as we just said, uh, even sincere preachers of the gospel. Right have kind of led us uh, into ourselves, not because they wanted to, but because that's what they grew up on, and they're preaching the only thing they know, the only Jesus they know, and it's really another Jesus. It's not the Jesus Paul preached. So you could get pretty discouraged. Can you just think of a time when... Our country or another country, it looked bad. I mean, there maybe there were drugs or drunkenness or
2: crime like today, and yet God broke through. Anything come to your mind? Let's take just uh, our country alone, and I'll be real fast. There's two of them. One had to do with personal, uh, 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 our personal hunger for god and the you other know, was the financial lack of hunger for god but it, as a matter of fact we are about a month away from the 220th anniversary of America's Pentecost which many call the Cane Ridge Revival a lot of theologians call it America's Pentecost. But the, 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 the country at that time was in such a deep, as they called, Egyptian darkness. I mean, we had been just through the Revolutionary War. Freedom was on the minds. Uh, the, the, the First Great Awakening, the, the fire from that First Great Awakening has waned. And in 1800, the Cumberland Valley in Kentucky was considered one of the most despicable places you could ever live in. Crime was rampant. Uh, murder was rampant. Horse thievery was rampant. Immorality. God was nowhere in their lives. From the rising of the sun to the going down, he never even crossed their minds. The heavy population areas in, the, in America were filled with deism and you know, universalism and uh, so many other uh, aspects of, of uh, degradation that just covered the country. But God ha- always has his remnant, and these people prayed, and they said, God, we need a change in our country, or else America will die, and it would have, but God so faithful into the Cumberland Valley, he sent five men, and they were known the five wild men of the yep. Cumberland, <laughs> and they just exploded, and by 1801, you had the Cane Ridge Revival, which birthed the Second Great Awakening which was one of the most powerful awakenings in America at that time. And 25,000 people outside were touched by the power of the Holy Spirit. God changed not only their lifestyle, but he changed the whole bent of the nation. Then in 1857 right before the Great Prayer Revival erupted. America was in one of the most financial uh, uh, deep holes it's ever been in. The railroads went bankrupt. The, the insurance companies went bankrupt. The banks had no money. Murder was in, uh, increasing by 40%. Suicides increased by 60%. Child, child, children were just left out in the, in the cold. Mobs of people were just living in the city streets. And yet God, out of four men at Fulton Street uh, prayer meeting, had a four men started praying. And the next thing you know, within two months, three months, they had to rent the theaters in the area mm-hmm. to hold the Great Prayer Revival. It wasn't an evangelist, wasn't a, a congregation, wasn't a church. It was just the Holy Spirit exploding with Holy Ghost power. Wow. And that's what the church needs now. It needs Holy Ghost power and an endowment of power from God, a fire from God that changes the heart Empowers the church and attracts the lost. And that's what God does. So to me, when you take both those and put them together, that's where America is today. And the exciting part about it, I'm always on the edge of my seat. Every day I wake up and say, God, is this the day? Like back in the New Testament, they always woke up and say, is this the day God's going to come? I say, is this the day revival is going to break out? Because everything is perfect I know to the world, the kingdom of of darkness, it's, oh, God, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? But on the kingdom of heaven, it's advancing violently. And the violent are taking it by force. And that's what's so exciting I think about today. I don't think about the pandemic. I think I'm looking at the fact of where America is. Now it is broken. The gods that America worshipped, the gods of entertainment, the gods of finances, businesses are going out of business. Entertainment was just nowhere. Hobbies were nowhere last year. You couldn't do anything. So their gods have been cast down, and the only God that that is alive now is the God of Salvation.
0: That's right, and we're going to keep praying, right? Amen. And I know, Frank. What do you got? To, we're not being critical. We're right. being encouraging. That's yes, right? right.
1: That's exactly right. That it is. It is as as Frank just said. It is a. It is. It is a season, and it is a time that God really is about to move in such a glorious and powerful way. And you can get to be a part of it. That's yeah, yeah. why it's so exciting. That's
0: right. So you you pray for yourself. Right. You pray for your pastor. If you're a leader of any sort, youth group leader, whatever, you continue to pray that we'll all wake up and say, all we got to do is shift our attention off of ourselves and get us on this man Jesus, because he's the one that's going to bring restoration and revival to us, our homes and our country. So we continue to pray, oh Lord, rend the heavens rend the and heavens. come down until next time. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Revive Us Now podcast with Steve Gray. Push the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode and spread the word on social media. For more episodes and resources, go to reviveusnowpodcast.com. Until next time, keep on running for revival.